BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and The Crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative, it's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, and with me, I got my guy, my bro, my podcast partner in crime. He is, of course, Dominique Marcus, a.k.a. Cousin Damo creator and host of the raw sex podcast y'all make sure y'all go and checking my man out as of this recording when you check this out this past weekend he did an amazing live with damn shame podcast is that 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 was the name of it yeah that was the name of it yeah so the damn shame podcast make sure you check it out a great live with the host there my man went out there and gave it to you real and raw very entertaining very funny but a good look for my man at all. Make sure y'all checking that out, man. The Raw Sex Podcast, new episodes every Friday, and we be getting some great feedback from that as well. Of course, shout out to all the listeners out there continuing to show us love on our new host on Red Circle and continuing to pile up the subscribers and views on YouTube, y'all. Thank you all once again. Continue to spread the word out there. The word's definitely starting to get out, and we see the numbers all across the United States and, of course, worldwide, from Europe to Asia to Africa all way to Oceania, Australia, New Zealand. Please make sure y'all continue to spread the word. Thank you so much for continuing to rock with us throughout this journey. As we like to say here in the vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics. And today we're going to take a trip back to 25 years ago. And we're going to take a look at a project that came out on none other than Sean Diddy Combs, Bad Boy Records. And Domo, today we're going to take a look at Total and their self-debuted album, Total. Now, Total, the R&B girl group, for those of you who are 90s R&B mavens, you'll remember well that from Plainfield, New Jersey, consisting of Kima Rayner, now Kima Rayner Dyson, Pamela Long, and or everybody knew as Pam, and Keisha Spivey, who is now, I don't know if she's Keisha Spivey Epps now, because... She just was was married in the 2000s to actor Omar Epps. The nigga did the horn? 
I knew that at one point in time they were together. I don't think I, I didn't think that they had been divorced yet. Um, I'd have to check on that, but they were married and they did have some kids together. Yeah. yeah. But I do know that out of those, out of that group of total, since they've reunited, she's been the one that has not come back to the group. So, yeah. yeah so it, it points to me that I think they still meet, still may be married, but you know, the, those of y'all out in the Twitterverse and social media land, let us know. But, YouTube, drop it in the comments. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but total was really a staple of bad boy ever since they began. Just so that you know, the one of the things that Total was best known for, other than their own songs, was singing hooks on a lot of classic songs out there. The first song that they were on was actually, you could argue, one of the best 10 hip-hop songs of all time, and that was Notorious Big's Juicy. (laughs) I mean, that's it. And everyone knows that hook, and of course that they took from Juicy from Tume, but that was their entrance into the music industry. That got them more opportunity getting into the studio with Bad Boy and Diddy, and then started working on their debut album. Their first single that they had, which was the song on this album, was Can't You See, which was on the New Jersey Drive soundtrack, you know? And that actually got all the way to number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number two on the R&B chart. And they started working on their t- their self-titled debut album. We did a review last year for Fate's uh, debut self-titled album, which... We didn't show a whole lot of love to, and I actually think that we were a little bit harsh on that album. At least I'll say I may have been a little bit more harsh, and I think, like I said, I don't I don't think it was as spectacular as many people made it out to be. I definitely think there were some classic cuts on there, but I think some of the deeper, deep album cuts left a little bit to be desired, and this was yeah. the second R&B album that came out for Bad Boy, and Total was the group that everybody wanted to see stuff with because they had not only been on can't you see but then they were also on a lot of different remixes um heading into yeah. that year in 96 one of the mm-hmm. things that you knew you were going to get a hit if you had total on your hook yeah <laughs> you know yeah they definitely did their thing we're talking about into that year um they f- were appeared on uh ll cool j's lounge and who do you love remix on I, was about, I was about to say that mm-hmm. i want to say that biggie jump but that who do you love jump yeah. was my jump yeah yeah, yeah, that was actually one of the best summer jams of that summer. This summer, 96, Foxy Brown's mm-hmm. I Can't. Then they had, a course, a featuring uh, on Mace's Who, What You Want. And then Pam herself was featured on Hypnotize. So they had a lot of different hits. And then there was also another single that Missy and Timberland produced with What About Us. So they had a lot mm-hmm. of things. Like, they were really were a versatile group when it came to being able to be featured on you know, on hooks and also singing and featured roles, but then they had their own album they were coming out with. So this album comes out, particulars on Total Self debut album was January 30th, 1996 on Bad Boy Records, executive producers, it's Bad Boy, so it's Diddy. <laughs> Other producers included Chad Elliott, uh, Vince Herbert, the uh, infamous now Stevie J, Rodney Jerkins, the Neptunes produced a track on here. Polk from Tone and Polk, the, t- the track masters. Raphael Sadiq, um, who has a memorable addition uh, on here. Rashad Smith and Chucky Thompson, of course, more of Puffy's Hitmen. So this album came out in the beginning of 96. After most of 95, people knowing about Total and also anticipating an album from them. Four singles from this coming out. Can't You See, which, of course, came out in March of 95, was part of the New Jersey Drive soundtrack. No One Else, which came out in late 95. Kissing You, which actually came up right around this time in 96. And then Do You Think About Us. Now, 
There were also other remixes that came out. There was the Can't You See remix, which also featured mm-hmm. Keith Murray, which I remember that video they had with Chris Webber in it. It was a memorable, memorable remix. And then there was also the uh, No One Else remix, which came out on this album, which is the last track on this album. And then there was a Kissing You remix featuring Diddy, which I think is almost as memorable as the original Kissing You, if you ask me. A lot of versatile things happening with the music that they did here. They definitely got remixes penned out with them. If you know Diddy, and if you know in that particular time, there was going to be a lot of remixes done. So he liked to remix his artist tracks. But we'll go back. Of course, man, at this point in 96, I was still in middle school. I just turned 14. I was definitely into music videos heavy at this time. And I think around this time when this came out was right around the time we we got that blizzard of 96, if I'm not mistaken. So... Um, I remember my my sister got this and we were listening to it. And um, the the big thing I think I with me when listening to this album, I really didn't remember a whole lot about it. So I had to really listen to it a couple of times because I hadn't. This isn't an album I really visited a lot over the years, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I can't really tell you for one reason why one or the other. I really didn't because I think like a group like Total, as big as they were, they kind of sh- faded from the consciousness once they stopped making music. You know, it, it's yeah. and when you don't make music, you sort of fade from people's memories. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, their hits, but it's like you don't think about them as regularly as you would. But I'll get from your perspective, Damo. What did you think about the album initially when listening to some of their hits when they first came out and then listening to it this past week when uh, getting ready to get through this album? What did you notice? 96 when this came out, I was about 12, probably 13 or whatever. And that kissing you, that was the joke that you was playing for all the little girls trying to get your kiss on. <laughs> <laughs> you True. Like, hey, we put this little, we put this little dude coming over to my house. <laughs> coming over there. <laughs> or you got the phone, or you on the phone with him, and you try to play that joke in the background to get him to come over. Mm-hmm. Like we even got to come in the house. You know, you can just come on the stage. I live in an apartment there, so you, know, you just come over to the apartment and you know. We can just kick it outside on the right, kicking it out there with you. Okay. Yeah. You've been kissing you all like, Oh, what you playing over there? Just, hey, run to the store, grab some candy, come back. Mm-hmm. You know, we young back then, so it was easy. You had to do the dinners and everything. So yeah. you grab some candy, <laughs> a bag of chips, <laughs> little boom box outside, yeah. throw that on, like, oh, okay. Yeah, grab but, a grab a mystic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Rock Creek soda. Yeah. You know, we DMV, Rock Creek soda. Exactly, so, yeah. You know, I remember hearing the album back then, you know, we young, so we ain't really paying attention to nothing they were saying or whatever. Just you know, you knew the radio cut, you if you had cable, you know, you go in the box and that kissing you was uh a mainstay on it. Yeah. And uh, going back, listening to it, like you just said, when I went and listened to it this week, I was like, dang, why the hell I never came back and listened to this album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I done totally forgot about this album. Like, we even, like, I, you know, I know who Total is. So I'm like, I'm like, dang, this album. I said, okay. I said, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Why haven't I came back and listened to this album? Like, oh, they got some jokes on here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, I remember like listening to this now. It's funny when you listen to albums at like a, at a 14 with a 14 year old's ear. Then when you listen to it again, when you're grown, having been through music, understanding music, studying music and ingesting all kinds of different music, good, bad and indifferent. It's when you listen to them with grown ears, it changes your perspective on a lot of things. Like I don't even, I can't even tell you what my perspective was back then listening to it. No, The only thing yeah. that I think I kind of had, <laughs> I, the only thing I just, I can't really, 
Like is the one thing I remember from this album, other than the singles, was the interlude, the "Whose Is It" joint, that skit, mm-hmm. and it was just like I don't know what it is with Diddy and about his infatuation with doing oral sex skits on joints. Because if you remember on Biggie's Ready to Die, he had the joint with the yeah. with the girl who was sucking <laughs> his dick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And according to Diddy, that actually happened in the studio. Like what you was hearing wasn't just like no play joint. She was actually in that joint sucking dick, sucking his dick. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. here you got this joint, him eating the joint pussy and shit, and then she spanks him. Like, that's what yeah. I remember. Like, that's, for me, it's crazy, but as a 14-year-old's mind, other than the singles, that's the one thing I remembered from this freaking album more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, because you just listen to the joke. You yeah. listen to them young horny ears. You're yeah, like, oh, exactly. This might get it popping. Right, exactly. And it's, that's funny. But listening to it this past week, what I, I was really struck by is how hip-hop it sounded. Like, more so than anything else. Like, we had the Faith joint we did last year. That was distinctly very R&B because of Faith's vocal style and because of what they were trying to accomplish. With this, you had some different singers, and you had a different style of R&B that Diddy and the producers were trying to get across. It's almost like he knew what it was that he had, and so he had to maximize the talent that they had in front of them. Now, Total does not have the vocal talent that Faith has. So, you know, the talent vocal-wise is, you know, it's not really top-tier vocal talent, but what I always said about Total is, unlike some groups, like you had Escape and even with SWV, where you know all the members can sing, you know, if, if they had to be put on the spot to sing individually, to me, Total always sound better together. All three of them together. That they, is when they sounded their best. That was just me. Yeah. And, that, and that it reinforced that point when I listened to this album is that they all sounded better together. But this album is hip-hop as hell. It's like you could definitely see Diddy's influence um, from dealing with Mary J and also dealing with Jodeci. Like, I almost think that he wanted to do with Total what it was he did with Jody on, Jodeci on their first album on forever my lady really sort of give it a little bit of a hip-hop feel the samples on here i mean you hear samples from you know south bronx by krs1 which you heard on no one else of course the big payback with james brown on can't you see Mm -hmm. which is a sample that so many people have used but you never heard it like the way that you heard it on that track the uh help somebody please by the ojs on tell me Someone Like You sample from Save Their Souls by Hamilton Bohannon, which you actually also heard on Jay-Z's Cashmere Thoughts on Reasonable Doubt. Because when I heard that joint come up, I was like, oh, you know, I don't even remember listening to this joint that they used this same sample that they they used on Cashmere Thoughts. (laughs) It's the same joint and the same sample that music used on Caught Up on Just Listen as well. So that's just goes to the part, you know, you think about samples and producers using the same samples. Also, Love TKO by Teddy Pendergrass. He was going to spend some time. <laughs> that sample is unmistakable. A lot of hip-hop and R&B producers have used that one, too. So it sounded really hip-hop, and it sounded, but it fit the vocal style what they had because it was like you said, you want to maximize the talent that you get. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's to me 
was something that I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I never really pulled this joint out. Just like you, I never pulled it out anytime over this last, mm-hmm. I will even say 20 years. Cause I would say, I would venture to say from front to back, it's probably been 20 years since I've heard this album in full. I can say I haven't listened to it since shit between time. 20, cause my cousins, you know, they all R&B heads, so they would play on, play a lot of, you know, so I, I can remember, vividly remember him playing this probably when I was about, 16 mm-hmm. but that was that's the last that's probably the last I and mean, i'm sure that's the last time i heard it yeah i'm yeah. sure that's the last time i heard the album yeah and that's crazy because i think what you have is you have at least three good singles on here that you remember and remixes of those singles that came out that sort of keeps totally your consciousness the rest of the tracks you kind of never really think about them so it's like okay mm-hmm. what do i what do i need to go listen to this album for but as you tune into it, what you get is a very pleasant surprise of things like, damn, there were some other joints on there. Like some of these, some of these deep cuts, some of these deep cuts is crazy, you know? So we'll actually get into that. So we'll get into the highlights. So you mentioned some of them. What were, I mean, I know the singles, obviously, um, can't you see was a massive hit. No one's else was a massive hit. Kissing you was a massive hit. What else to you was a a highlight or a standout when you were listening to it this past week? I liked it. Uh, Sometimes you know what I ain't gonna even lie. I listened to the whole album about three times, mm. right? And I tried to find myself like, hey, you know, the first time I said, did I did this something I really didn't like? I said, let me go back, let's do it again. But I didn't skip nothing, so I was like, hold on, this show, did I just not just skip nothing on this album? The album was over, and this new day and age when the album over, it goes to a new a, something similar when you're on the streaming site. So I'm, I said, hold on, the album over? Yeah. Well, well, let me go listen to it again. Hey, it flows. Yeah. So the highlight to me is really how they, uh, a highlight is how they put the album together. Yeah. They didn't blow it. I don't think you was hard on Faith album. I think I was hard on Faith album. Okay. I think they finally, finally figured it out R&B wise with them. Mm-hmm. So on this album, they put it together well. Yeah. They got the remix at the end, right on time. And it's Diddy, he can't get a remix. Yeah. And you got you got the jump with the brat early on in the early on in the album, and then it just flows. It's, you got the singles in there. The singles they they stand out, of course, as you know all of them. But then you go to the other songs, and you're like, hold on, this song, what's the name of this song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear this when I was. Oh, okay, this is it. Yeah. So you know when boy meets girl, I'm like, I said, oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I now I can see why this is a classic. Because when you brought it to me, he said total classic. I was like, classic, total album. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, definitely. Oh, and as a reference back early on to the uh, podcast, Omar Epps and Keisha Spivey are still married and they have three kids. So okay. <laughs> I was I was looking that up. I have to agree with you. To me, when I started pulling up the tracks, like I seriously thought that there was going to be something in here that I had to skip. And I didn't skip anything. And I listened to this in the car maybe twice this week and then listened to it at home maybe two other times just sitting around doing things. And I didn't really skip anything. The singles, of course, as you said, they stand out. And Mm -hmm. out of anything, I really didn't know because I didn't really study the liner notes of this. I didn't know until recently that Raphael Sadiq produced Kissing You. But you want to know what? Listening to it, you can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listening to it, you can tell. Like, you know, Raphael Sadiq's mm-hmm. style and his fingerprints is, are all over that track. 
You know, it makes a lot of sense now why that track sounds the way that it does. Like, it's not something that even I would think that I would put a Diddy touch on it. Like, you can tell that this is a touch outside of Diddy or any of his Hitman style. And that's why I think, to me, that's why it's a standout track. I also think that's probably the reason why Diddy also needed to remix it so he could put his touch on it. You know what I mean? So, but hearing things like, you know, do you think about us, which is another Raphael Sadiq produced track. I mean, (laughs) is another standout, another track that has his fingerprints all over it. Listening to someone like you with that sample from Hamilton Bohanna. I mean, (laughs) that joint jams, man. Ever since the first time I heard that sample on, cashmere thoughts i was like yo this is a sick ass sample and the track itself is really cool and really well put together tell me which is a song actually co-written by not just faith but then keisha spivey and also omar epps (laughs) which is wow because he has a writing credit on this and um getting into some of the other tracks like you know spend some time which has the love tko sample that was produced by poke of the track masters and diddy and then When Boy Meets Girl is produced by the Neptunes. <laughs> Pharrell and Chad had their fingerprints on that as well. That had a sample from the Bee Gees' Love You Inside Out. Then you get into the other tracks like, you know, Don't Ever Change and Do You Know. And then you have the intros and the interludes, which is, you know, just classic bad boy produced stuff. I mean, to tell you the truth. My 14-year-old self liked the interlude, the Who's Is It, because I was horny as fuck, but... That's if I had a low light, that's the that's the low light right there. That is. That is. Hey, that motherfucker threw me for that motherfucker threw me for a loop. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I was like, I was like, oh. And then it was it was it threw me for so much I couldn't switch to the next song. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. what the what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> yeah, so, man. It's wild. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it was like, yo, listening to it, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, why do they have, I'm like, yo, what is it about Diddy and these oral sex skits? Yeah. Like, why does he have to feel like it needs to be that explicit? Like, you niggas want to sit there and listen to this shit. Like, that's exactly what I said. You know, that's to me is that is, if, if there is a low light on here, that's it to me. But, um, really great work. I felt like you said the producers I felt worked it out. The album was very like sequence was very se- well sequenced. It was put together well. The album flowed and there were a lot of different producers on here. And sometimes what happens is when you have that many producers working on an album, if everyone isn't in sync and on the same page, yeah. you could get an album that's a little disjointed. But to me, I don't think that this album was that disjointed. As a matter of fact, it, I don't think mm-hmm. it was disjointed at all. And the fact that you at had all. the fact that you had different producers like Rashad Smith and Chucky Thompson and Polk and the Neptunes, Rodney Jerkins, and then also Raphael Sadiq, all working on an album, all with distinct styles within themselves, came together with their different producing style to make this album happen. I really got to say, you—that's what you give Diddy his credit for, like. People will mm-hmm. give Diddy, as you find out, you know, yes, he produced some beats. There were some things that he co-produced. His magic was putting all the ingredients into the pot to make a very delicious tasting soup. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what an executive producer does. That's what they do in helping to put an album together. Like you said, I think they had figured it out. And as time went on with Bad Boys producers, I think that that's where you get the genius in doing bad boy R and B. 
there's an album that comes out later on this year. It was 112's debut album. I was actually listening to that. I want to say like maybe last month, and and I was amazed at how much better the quality of the producing on that album for R&B group like 112's quality that came through. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Again, part of the genius of Diddy executive producing, being able to put the parts together. That's what a, a true producer does, you know, executive producer. When I mentioned, I said to them, like, you know, I think that they sound better together. I really do, because when you see, hear the group singing together, all three of them, it sounds great. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah. I mean, Ke- Keisha, Kima, or Pam, neither one of them are, like, exceptional vocally. Let me put it that way. I mean, I think out of the whole group, Pam definitely has the most talent. Um, she probably has the best voice. Um, Keisha adds a little something to me. <sighs> Kima's a bit of the weak spot. You know, she did have a bright spot on Can't You See on that last verse, you know, because that's a part that I think when I was in the club and they were playing this song that I've heard people like when the, when you hear the girls singing, this is a, <laughs> the part that they were singing the loudest. So, you know, but yeah, Keisha has always been. She, yeah, she's definitely not the. Yeah, I mean, spots, she, she's more of the hip hop to me, but her voice stands yeah. out, though. Yeah, you def- know her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keisha and Pam, you definitely can can hear their voice. Um. That hip hop influence, though, was like literally, mm-hmm. like literally. Like, I think I felt like they were really trying to, you know, get Diddy was trying to get across what he was trying to do with Jodeci. Like he had Jodeci, two really great singers, like he had with Casey and JoJo. Then you had Devonte, who was the producer, like this accomplished, amazing producer that had produced so many tracks for people. And then Mr. Dalvin, who was also a producer put them together and understood that he was like, okay, I got like a group of four guys together that they can harmonize pretty well to put out a track. But then I have two standout lead singers here that can do amazing work. But I want to flip this from the traditional R&B that you get from the cats you saw in the mid to late 80s and flip R&B on its head to where they look street from the way that they dress to the music that they sung mm-hmm. to and everything else. If you look at the the album cover with Total, like the black the black suits and the shades and the car that they're in, it really like, kind of reminds me the way that Diddy tried to style Jodeci, that it wasn't just in the music that they sung, it was the way that they looked. And when you looked at Total, they didn't look like R&B girl groups did, especially even in the 90s. Like, I would have to say, you could see like they that. Like a li- yeah, you they could look see- like a Leah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what you say. Like, you would see, like, the R&B girl groups. Like, SWV looked very like sort of tomboyish on their first album. Then they started to transition where they looked a little bit more, their dress was a little bit more feminine, a lot more sexy. It was sort of like Diddy wanted to take the the happy medium of in-between. Like, I don't want to make them too hip-hop so they seem like tomboys, but I don't want to make it too feminine so that they not hip-hop. So that, that's part of the other genius of Diddy as well. Like the same same formula he did with Jodeci and Mary J. Blige, he did it with them too. And they took it and parlayed it into a career well where they sung with people from LL Cool J to Mace to Gangstar. Yeah. <laughs> to Gangstar. Like, you know, you would have never be able to put maybe a, a group like Total and Gangstar together on a track, but it worked. And it didn't stop after this because they had another album after this that they came out to, which some people would even say might be better than this album. You know? Um yeah. Though it didn't have as much success, but yeah. nonetheless, very successful to me. When you look at Total, they're like that quintessential '90s hip hop group. And if you look at a lot of the girl groups, 
one of the things that I take about from any one of them, from Xscape to SWV to Total to Jade to John A, like there aren't many groups that can master the slow jam and also master the up tempo and club hit. Like I think Total mm-hmm. is one of them that can do that, that can master the slow jam part of it, and they also mastered the up tempo and party and club hit. You know, that's part of their talent as well. I mean, I thought SWV did that well. I don't think that Escape did that as well because I think Escape was more of a, like a slow jam, like love song group, and they were exceptional at doing that. But sometimes when you get an R and B group, they don't they're not able to do both well, both the club hit and then also the slow jam. And Total did it. So now we're going to get to the final test, the test of time to see what is it? Is it a certified classic, borderline classic, just a classic in its time, not a classic at all? And then, of course, we're going to give our rating as to how strongly we feel about that from seven, not as strong to 10, very strongly. So, uh, Damo, I say to you, what do you say? I mean, I know that you said that you were definitely surprised, but so what's your verdict on this, man? What kind of classic rating do you give it? I'm a surprise, y'all, because I'll probably y'all probably don't listen to some of the YouTube and think I'm a, I would kill it, but mm. I'm gonna give it a certified classic. Mm. And what makes it to me a certified classic is it's put together very well, good music. The single, besides the singles, you know, sometimes you you just got the singles, and that's the classic. And ain't nothing else. We call it a classic because we remember the singles, and ain't nothing else on the album. But like I said, there was no skips, yeah. so. And it was good music, no skips, well put together. Hey, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I can't forget about it again. We can't be here another 20 years from now. And I tell you, <laughs> 2021 was the last time I listened to this album. Yeah. So and, certified classic for me. And what about your, how strongly do you feel about it? Seven, seven being uh, not as strong, but 10 as strong. I strongly feel about it. I say about, I'll give about an eight. Okay. That's good. That's actually a pretty good rating. I'm actually I'm actually going to go in the same direction. I'm going to say that it's a certified classic um, for the same reasons that you said. I think that it's um, I was surprised listening to this because I was prepared going into having not listened to it in 20 years that I was going to have to skip some tracks. I did. And I didn't skip anything. And I was surprised at one again, how hip hop it was, but then also the balance between being able to get back to the roots of pure R and B and especially what R and B was in the nineties at that particular time and what it sounded like. And considering the fact that it was as successful as it was, and there are still things on here that you can listen to now and be like, wow, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get classic verses on the, can't you, on the, can't you see track? And then also on no one else, the original and the remix from the brat. And then also Foxy and Lil Kim, like I'll listen to those verses and I was struck just about how dope the female MC game was back yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That was a, that definitely was a standout. You know, that was a standout too. And um, I got to give it that. So I'll, I'll say certified classic, and I'll actually be right there with you. I'm there with an eight. I think that it's really a solid, beyond solid, very dope, and well put together album that to me I thought is like that lost gem that. You know, someone was sitting there talking about some uh, girl posted a meme saying, I'm that track that you used to skip on that album that eventually you found out was dope as hell. And I think that's the same thing what you say about this album. This album is one of those albums that you you would gloss over, then you finally go back to it and realize how dope it was. So, yeah, yeah so that's Total. Total's debut album, again, 
released on January 30th, 1996, 25 years ago. That's how long it's been. But guys, do yourself a favor. Please go listen to this album. Check it out, man. Especially if you were fans of 90s R&B. Listen to it and talk to us in social media. Hit us up, YouTube. Let us know what it is you think about it, man. Give us a give it a listen and come holla at us. Uh, let us know what you feel about it. I mean, we feel very strongly about it, and uh, we want to hear and know what you guys think as well. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you would check us out on our new host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming platforms. If you go to any one of our social media sites, you can actually click on the link tree in our bio. There you will find all of our streaming sources and also all of our social media sites. You can check us out on Instagram on at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on Facebook and YouTube. You can search for us on the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. Like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us in social media. We love the interaction we've been getting back with all of our fans. Please interact with us. Tell us what you think. Continue to support. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. And always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at I-V-E-C-R-E-8. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.